Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. Uh, My name is Michael Brown, and it is a pleasure to be on with you after another (laughs) Houston Rockets uh, game. Uh, The Rockets move to 1-12, sorry, (laughs) it appears one and 12 on the season. Um, this is an important show for, for the, the dream take because there's a, and we're going to wait for, for people to file in here um, on Spotify green room. This is an important show for a lot of reasons for me, because anybody who has listened to the dream take over the past couple of years knows that, I am an emotional fan when it comes to this team and with all my teams. That's the way it's the way sports is, right? Like for all these people that want to watch sports uh, for to be like methodical about the way that you're thinking, like that's not sports. Sports is never meant to to be that. Uh, Adam, and I'm going to get to you in just a second. Um, this is an important show because. Like, I want to know what you guys want from the, these types of shows. Like, do you want whoever's hosting this show to come on and give it to you guys from a fan's perspective? And I'm, and I'm asking that, like, truly and sincerely. Like, I'll take as many calls as we need to tonight for people who want to come on to the show. Do you want me to blow – or whoever's, whoever's hosting these shows – do you want the host to just blow smoke up your ass about this team? Do you want somebody to just get up here and read you the box score and tell you that everything's going to be okay and, you know, the Rockets are not the laughing stock of the league? Like, do you want somebody to, to host this show and make you feel like everything's going to be okay in the end? The fact that they have all these draft picks and, you know, they've got a guy in Silas who developed talent you know, really well in Dallas where the teams that he was a part of never got out of the first round. Like, what do you guys want from this podcast? Like, what do you want from us? I'm here to listen to everything that you guys have to say. And we'll talk more about this as we go, but we do have our first speaker. Um, Adam, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for joining. What can I do for you? Uh, so I, I watched the Rockets game tonight, and a couple of things are pretty clear to me um, after just basically the entire season. Uh, KPJ and Tice are just ne- negatives on offense and defense for the Rockets. Every first quarter, they just put us in a hole. And KPJ may not be turning the ball over directly. You know, he does that most nights. But he definitely 
contributes to even hockey hockey turnovers where he just throws such a wild pass that someone has to make a an athletic play just to try to save it and that ends up being a turnover just when you average 15 to 20 turnovers a game that's 15 to 20 possessions that you don't have and that's not that's terrible for any team but for a team that's just a terrible shooting team like the rockets it's just you can't overcome that and then you take into account they're they're good they're a good team in terms of getting to the free throw line but they're just i mean they shoot what 55 60% as a team it's just i i can't make sense of it so yeah. I, mean, I think those two changes i mean you can't get get put yourself consistently in a 7 to 10 point hole after the first quarter and just be consistent it's just and just even try to compete a couple of other other things usman garuba tonight and almost every time that i've seen him this year even in summer league he was there's just a lot of bad just a, ba- a lot of bad assessments of his talent come into the into the uh into the into the draft laterally he's he's not good moving laterally he, he's not athletic he was just more athletic than guys in the spanish league that he played in it's just i mean he's just he's not even a project he's he's a bust at this point to me i, I think that was just a waste wow. of draft well time. come on I- Adam, come on. They're, they're less than 15 games in, and he barely is given any minutes. You can't call him a bust. Like, that's not fair. He's, like, I'm, don't he's get, undersized. He's, he's, he's not undersi- athletic enough. He's undersized for what, though? You don't even, like, not you. Because he, he has like, to no play one, center. He's not fast enough. He's not quick enough to, to play against other fours. He's 6'8". What are you going to do? You're gonna, he's not a five. He's, he's mispositioned as a five. But he's playing... So far this season, he's averaging six minutes a game. It, you can't call a guy a bust getting six minutes a game, playing in absolute garbage minutes. I'm just saying that from a perspective of even if he played 25 minutes a game for the next 10, 15 games, we would just see, we would just, we would just see more of what we've seen in a smaller sample size for this last game. I get, yeah, I get that, but, it's a total, but that's a total – Sure. Yeah. No, that's a total assumption on your part. I get it. I, 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 I look at it from the perspective of you can say that KPJ has been a bust thus far at the point guard position with what he's shown, but going after Garuba after a game like this, like it's not fair. K, K, KPJ isn't a bust. I think he, we, you know, the worst thing, one of the worst things that could have happened last year was him putting up 50 against Drew Holiday. Because that that created just unrealistic expectations of what this guy could be consistently. And if you're a, if you're a fan who bases a guy off of one meaningless game or the Rockets, a lot of people did. Well, a lot of people. a lot of people are stupid. Yeah, a lot of people are stupid. I, I think there. the Rockets. I think the Rockets did as well. I think they they all they they clearly came into the season thinking this guy was going to be the point guard of the future, and I think at this point. At best, I mean, he, he should be a sixth man coming off in a Jordan Clarkson-type role and just be instant offense. But he doesn't have the basketball IQ to be able to ascertain when to get his teammates involved and when to get his own shot. And on top of that, he's regressed from last year because he's just he's, he's a worse finisher. He doesn't finish uh, at the basket. He, you know, he's, he, do, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't play well in transition to 
to score. He's, he's, he scored pretty well in transition last year when he got on out on the break. And just even like a situation in this game, Armani Brooks came into the game. Like a player like Chris Paul would have been like, all right, Armani Brooks is, is the closest thing we have to a knockdown shooter. I'm going to get this guy an open shot. Armani Brooks, like he comes into the game, you shouldn't, you know, Steve, you know, Steven Silas shouldn't even play Armani Brooks if he's just going to come in and he's going to get, he's going to have to take two, you know, contested threes that don't have a shot to go in. And he's just going to go back to the bench. He needs somebody to get, get, get him in. He needs somebody to get him involved. It's just, it's really, but, but this team does have talent. Jay Sean Tate, he, he can create his own shot. KPJ, like, uh, I mean, the, um, Adam, hold on, hold on. Let me let me stop you. We we got to wrap up because we got a couple other speakers to get to. I get it, but this team does not have talent. This this team this is the we are the laughing stock of the league. Go look at what the Memphis Grizzlies just tweeted at the Rockets. We are the laughing stock of the league. The talent, the talent, talent, talent may be a bad word no, for it. Potential. They have potential. They absolutely have potential. I totally agree with you, uh, Adam. I appreciate you joining the show, my man. Uh, we look forward to having you back on very soon. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I totally get it. And, and we got a bunch of speakers tonight. So when we do bring you up on stage, uh, we do have a great crowd r- right now. I want to get to everybody. If you're in the room right now, talk to me about what you want from this show for the rest of the season. Do you want, again, I said this at the top of the show, I'm going to say it again. What do you want from the Dream Tank podcast? Do you want us to, to come on here and scream and yell and rant and talk about all the things tonight, because that's what we can do. I can come up here and we can reiterate and regurgitate exactly what has been going on the last couple, you know, games, the fact miss free throws, all, all this different stuff. Like we got four speaker requests right now. We'll go in order. Jonathan, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Glad you tuned in. What you got? Jonathan, are you there? Jonathan going yeah, once. Here. Sorry, this I, no, I was no worries. Only, yeah, no so, worries, my man. So I guess one thing that kind of bugs me. So Silas, in a way, kind of half lied to us, right? He didn't change the lineup like I thought he would, and that's fine. Um, if you want to roll out a, t- a lineup that doesn't space the floor, at least make them guard the three-point line. I don't. I mean, I find it so deflating when I see the other team scoring threes on us, and we cannot counter that. At this point, I don't care if we give up twos in the paint or whatnot. They just don't add up as fast as threes do. So why the hell are we, like, leaving the three-point shooters open all the time? Yeah, that's a great point. And you know what, Jonathan? You bring up a great point. Effort takes no talent at all. Like, it doesn't get talked yeah. about enough. Like, this goes back to middle school. Like, things you get instilled in middle school, it doesn't matter if you were the worst player on the court. If you try and you have effort, you're most of the time you're going to be able to find a spot on a team somewhere to do something. Like the Rockets' effort at the three-point line and just overall, like quite honestly, Jonathan, like is sad. Like kind of, like I've reached the point of Rockets fandom at this point where like I'm just sad. I'm not even angry anymore. Like I just, like what do, what are we doing here, man? Like in Patrick Tillman, Patrick Fertitta and Tillman Fertitta are at the game tonight. Like, what do you think they're thinking? You know, 
Like that's what. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much Tillman can take can take this man. I mean, as a fan, he's. I'm sure he's getting pretty. What are you gonna do? Like that's the thing, right? And and John, you listen to every show. It seems like and you're always calling in, and we appreciate that. You know so much. Like, what do you want from Rockets Twitter? Like, are you the type of fan that you want it real, or do you want smoke blowing up your ass about like what this team is and the potential draft picks and how great life is? Like, they are the laughing stock of the league. Like, what? You know, are, I, I agree. And I, I, I mean, honestly, I feel bad for you because this is like a tough spot for you guys to be in. But I mean, yeah, I, I would. I mean, you, we got to keep it real here. I mean, they do suck right now, and I think. I think, you know, we need to publicize that so hopefully this team can finally get some sense from what the fans are feeling about them. Yeah, they, they could have lost this game tonight. I'm not even kidding you, by 70-plus points. That's, that's not a joke. If they would have kept their starters in, they could have beat our starters by 70 points. 70. 7-0. That's how bad it was. And Ackerman and Ryan Hollins, like, I feel for them. Because trying to call a game in this environment with this team is just sad. We lost 136-132. The Rockets were only down by 18 at half, and they got blitzed in the third quarter where they only scored 15 points. And the thing about Christian Wood, as usual, he only had 11 points tonight, and nobody played well. Jalen Green was a minus 37 tonight. Like, for a guy who wants to talk as much as Wood... He needs to show up more consistently, period. End of story. Like, end of story. The rotation actually made sense to me tonight. Like, look at the minutes tonight. DJ played 19 minutes. Yeah. Shangun played 18 minutes. Uh, Daniel House got 13 more minutes. I mean, good God. I mean, anybody who can not see that he's one of the worst players in the league is scary. Like, there was somebody, there was uh, one of our uh, followers tonight tweeted me when I said, why is House in the game? to help his trade value. It's honestly, at this point, the more you play Daniel House, the less trade value that he has, uh, which is a very scary sentiment. Um, Jonathan, anything else you want to add before we move on to the next speaker, my man? Yeah, one last thing I'd like to say is, I think, honestly, KPJ is a two-guard. I don't. I think they need to give up making him a point guard because he just plays better when he's when he's playing free. I don't like how much he's having to think on yeah. the court right no, now. No, I mean, it's very fair. I mean, to destroy KPJ any more than we already have is really not going to do any good. Like, I'm honestly rooting for the guy. I don't think that comes out enough when I'm critical of a guy like KPJ and the way he's playing point guard. People misconstrue that with me not rooting for the young man. I hope he becomes an all-star. I just think he's mispositioned. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like that would be like making Jalen Brown in Boston a point guard. He's not a point guard. Like, I don't think KPJ is a point guard. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying the young man can't play. Like, the, you know, he had seven points tonight. Uh, he had a couple assists, a couple steals. I'm not even looking at the box score. Like, watch him play. He's got a quick first step. The Grizzlies are just better than the Rockets in every single shape uh, and form. But anyway, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining the show. As always, my man, you have a great night. Thanks, brother. All right, we're going to move straight to the next speaker because we do have a ton of speaker requests right now. Mike, thank you for joining the show. Uh, you are on the mic with Mike, and your name is Mike. So welcome. What you got for me? What's going on, Mike? How you doing? Hey, man, you know what? I'm here. I'm alive. And we're one game closer to potentially being having the number one pick. So I guess I'm good. <laughs> but always a pleasure to be on with you, my man. Uh, yeah, I just – 
I, I can't understand why KJ Martin doesn't get more minutes. It, it's just like, Ooh. is it fair to say that KJ Martin year over year, I know they have a lot of rookies, but year over year is the most improved player on this team. <laughs> Who are you comparing him against? I mean, he really doesn't have much competition, I guess. Um, but as, as far as far as just his minutes, I think he always shows the most hustle and plays big for his size. And I think just like when yeah. they've gone small, that's when they've started to see like they have not had many runs in the last few games, but the ones that they've had have always been when they've gone small. And so this like two big man lineup yeah. just does not work. When I, when I, if it, yeah. Whether it's Tice or Alp, Alp and Wood don't work either. So you got to sort of you start to sort of like pick one of the two, but having two bigs on there because every time that Tice has the ball at the top of the uh, three point line, he's net like no one respects his threes, and he always just throws the pass away, and so it's just not a great rotation. So I just don't understand why KJ Martin doesn't get more minutes. Yeah, I think I think it's a logjam problem in front of him. You know, like re-signing David Nwaba, I love the idea of it, but he hasn't really fit into the rotation minutes. And then you got a guy like Jay Sean Tate. I would love to see more of Tate and KP Tate and KJ Martin on the floor at the same time. Like their athleticism, I feel like translates really well defensively. Right. And the Rockets get lost defensively more times than any team in the league. It feels like the two big lineup has to go with this team. I like a two big lineup, but more so when you have a guy like Tyson Wood don't make sense because they don't set them up offensively to make any sort of sense. Like why Christian Wood continues to play on the perimeter. I get it, but it doesn't help this team, especially when Daniel Tice also likes to play on the perimeter way too much for what he does well. Like take, take your big ass, and stay it in the free throw. Like, within right. the confines of the paint, Daniel Tice, I don't need you shooting threes. Like, yes, you went two of four tonight. I get that. But, like, no, stop. not at all. But people still don't respect that three point. So they're not going to, like, they're going to let him ha- have that open shot sure. every time. And they're just going to crowd the paint. He's going to throw away. And I think part, part of the problem, too, with these, like, this two guard lineup between KPJ and Jalen Green is that they just do not take care of the ball. And having your two biggest ball handlers like have so many turnovers, it just kills the momentum. Because if this team's a team that can run, you can't run if you're not uh, getting turnovers or stopping the team from easy right. layups. And they're right. <laughs> it's just no, you're you're there, Mike. I mean, all of your analysis is spot on. And look, man, and we're gonna move on to the next speaker. And I appreciate you as always tuning in, my man. Cool beans. Yeah, thank you. Look, man. I mean. Guys like Mike are, are, are spot on, and we got – holy hell, everybody wants to talk tonight. That's awesome. Um, and we're going to move straight into the next speaker here in a second. All of this analysis is spot on. And one thing that is worrisome if I'm a Rockets fan is I don't know how much change Silas can implement at this point, but change needs to happen. Like Silas before the game said he needed more time to an, analyze the starting lineup, losing by what they lost by tonight and how they lost this game, there needs to be changes before the next game. Uh, Moving straight to our next speaker, we welcome Sergio. Sergio, thank you for joining the show. You are on the mic with Mike. What can I do for you, my man? Uh, Thank you for having me up here today. Uh, Absolutely. Another painful loss today in Rockets Media. So, you know, 
Definitely not going to go in my shower and cry. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's only going to get worse can... from here for the rest of the season. Like, it, it is what it is at this point. Like, yeah, I'm willing to accept that already because, you know, we're not going to win and this whole lineup and rotation is a complete mess right now. I have never seen us get nine turnovers in just the first quarter. Like, it's just ridiculous at this point. And Steven Silas, well, did, as mentioned yeah. before, he did kind of lie to us. I mean, he he lied, but he also was very transparent saying that he could be looking at this lineup and losing a guy like Eric Gordon so close to game time can also impact that. So I think that's something to take into account is he wants to implement a new starting lineup, but losing a guy like Eric Gordon doesn't help that. There, There's way too many moving parts, I feel like, with this roster right now. And it's a tough situation for Silas to handle. And I give him credit for still showing up and doing the best that he can, it looks like. Now, he may not be very good. He's not a good coach. By NBA standards, he's not a good coach right now. But he's at least showing the ability to adapt somewhat on the fly. Like he's giving guys more minutes as these games go by. He played Garuba for nearly 10 minutes tonight. Good. He needs to be getting those minutes. KJ Martin, 17 minutes. Nawaba, you know, his minutes. Like Garrison Matthews played 15 minutes. We haven't talked about Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews, the kid they brought up from the G League. I want to see more of him as we move on. He might be taking Armani Brooks's minutes, and I wouldn't be mad at that right now because Armani Brooks at this moment is not very good. Period. End of story. If he can't shoot, he can't really do anything for your team. So well, that's minutes true. that go to Brooks need to be going to Matthews. Uh, Sergio, you got anything to add before we move on to our next speaker, my man? Well, I can say right now is that it's not really Stevens has his fault or Stone's fault that they were literally left with the messes of Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni. It's not their fault that they really have to clean up their mess. And you can't really rush the process, which which Philly has pretty much shown at this point already. But at the same time... Sergio, that's an incredible point. Like, the mess that this front office inherited from a guy like Daryl Morey, who I love, I love Daryl, but that doesn't get talked about enough. So that's actually a really great point by you. Yeah, and also to make another point, if we're going to move, if we're going to really just tank at, at this point, we could have just let John Wall play because 20 points per game for a whole season, we're just letting that literally just rot on the bench. Wall making literally at least $45 million just to sit down. And I don't think nobody's going to want John Wall at this point because, you know, he's not pretty active. And yeah. 20 points per game last year doesn't really mean anything to anybody right now. Well, that's like someone's really no, desperate for him. That's fair. Who actually had like a really terrible injury history. And to add on to Eric Gordon getting the house, uh, I'm pretty sure both of them would be gone by the deadline. But at least what you can get back for Daniel House, if you're going to keep on playing this terrible, you could at least get a second round pick or trade for like. I don't. Pick. I don't know if you could get a second round pick for House at this point. I mean, he's basically on the verge of getting cut yeah, with the he's way just, he's playing. Yeah, I don't know but, why they don't just wave him right now because he's literally just taking up space on this team. And I don't want to see him take any more step back threes while being contested and clamped in the corner of the fucking three-point line. 
Like it gets up That's to fair. the point where I just want to turn off my TV and just go on Rockets Twitter and see how much people are going to roast Daniel House or this Hawana defensive league. That's fair. Sergio, I appreciate you joining the show as always, my man. All right. Thank you, Mike. You got it, brother. Um, to, to, to talk about real quick before we move on to the next speaker, uh, that boy O talking about in the chat, what mess more left stone except the Harden saga? It is the Harden saga. Like the fact that the Rockets were put into a position to move Harden and get 70 cents on the dollar for him, put this coaching staff and the rest of this front office behind the eight ball to a situation that they never deserved to be in. You know, the lack of talent, like Silas gets here and he thinks he's going to have a roster to play with and it gets the exact opposite. And now he's put into a position where he's got a guy like a John Wall that Daryl Morey acquired that John Wall is now unplayable for one reason or another. Um, So that's to clarify that a little bit. Uh, Moving on to our next speaker, we've got Jay. Jay, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for joining. Uh, What you got, brother? Michael, how is it going, man? Um, <laughs> I, I'm here. <laughs> Scratch that I asked that. No, you good, so bro. So look, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually answer your question because I know a lot of us have been given analysis. I could give analysis too, but I'm going to get directly to your question. What do we want? I'm going to tell you yep. what I want directly. Um, last sure. season near the end, we played a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And it was one of the most gross efforts that I've ever seen on the court. And you came on and I remember you went bananas. I'll tell you something, man. You were my spirit animal that evening. And it's really what I needed to know that somebody else is suffering through it with me and to be raw and open with their emotions and their honest, you know, opinions about the situation. That's what I needed. That's why I come here. That's what I want. Um, so that I mean that's that's you know solid that's about as as plainly as I can put it but to to be honest with you dude next season I'm coming up on my 30th as a died in the world Rockets fan and this is the only piece of analysis I'm gonna leave us with we hear all not just the Rockets but we hear all these NBA teams tell us about a youth movement or the direction is youth Youth is not a direction. It's a placeholder. These kids don't know how to play the game. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, they should have stayed in college to learn because now they're learning and I have to pay to get in the stadium to watch them learn. And I don't appreciate it. I hate it. It's a a hard pass for me. Like like you're going to honestly come to fans, Uh, not to cut you off because I want you to finish Jay, but like, no, no, it's important to note that don't slide into my inbox. Don't slide in to my dad's inbox asking my dad who, and I bring him up from time to time. Like dude, he's 65 years old, diehard fan, lives and dies by every single shot. You don't need to slide into our inboxes asking us for season tickets again with this. Mm-hmm. Like you need to like have a concept of where you are as a franchise you're sending out emails to buy a $149 jersey, the for the city jerseys. Like, no, it's not happening. Like, how much better would you feel, Jay, right? Are you in the city of Houston? I think you are, right? 
Oh, no, no, no. You're in L.A. No, actually, yeah, I'm you're in Los L.A., Angeles. right? Yeah. How much yeah. better would you feel if you're a Rockets fan and you get an email saying, you know what we're going to do? We're the worst damn team in the league. We're going to sell out our stadium with $15 tickets. We're going to do $5 beers. We're going to do dollar hot dogs. Like, we're going to make this thing as fun and funky as possible for our fans. We know we're not very good, but we're going to try and give you the best atmosphere you can get. How would you feel if you were a Rockets fan? Honest question. You'd, you'd feel like the team was being loyal exactly. to you. Exactly. And even though you're suffering through it with them, there, there's a reason to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, man. Like, that's the most frustrating thing. And I've said this the, the last, like, week or so, right? Is I don't mind losing games, Jay. I, I don't. Like, I really don't. It's how they are losing games. It's the fact that you are, right. there's no concept offensively. You're not running sets. You're not, where are the back picks? Right. Where are the curls to the corner? Where are the, you know, hey, you need to be here on this offensive set, not over here. Like, where is the sense of anger from Silas? Instead of having that stupid look on his face, a, a sense of bewilderment, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Silas, you've been an assistant in the league for 20 years, and you look lost. You just look lost, man. Like, I'm not even angry about it at this point. Like, yeah. you, like I'm just like, you look lost. Like, you look like a, a, a freshman in high school who walked into trigonometry instead of algebra. That's honestly what this thing looks like. Yeah. And I just wonder when I, when I watch my point guard and he doesn't know that you don't deliver a bounce pass in the lane in traffic to a big man. Right. You, you, you get it up in the, when they don't know basic fundamental concepts like that, it just makes me yeah. wonder what's going on in practice. <laughs> what y'all well, that's a about? great question. Yeah. That's a great question. Like free throws again tonight were an issue, but I mean, they lost the game by 40 points and Jay, we're going to wrap up here just in a second. Uh, I got a couple more speaker requests to get to, but I want to just run one thing by you. you. You've been a Rockets fan for how long? You said 30 years, all right? Okay. 30 years Twitter? next year, yeah. Uh, barely. Okay. They're, the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> put out a picture oh, tonight. Yeah, but uh, but when you mentioned it, I did go to, to, to see what they yeah. – I'm, I'm beyond what do you, like, for it. Where – if that doesn't just infuriate you as a fan – and I'm just talking about don't let it – ruin your day right like sports is meant to be fun leave it on the court like it's not meant to ruin anybody's day mm -hmm. like it's sports okay and that's just my opinion i don't let it affect my life as, right. like i usually did in the past but like if you look at this picture that's an nba franchise official twitter sending that out to another nba team official twitter like yikes we just beat your ass you're gonna tell me that shouldn't yeah. inspire something like a Silas coming out and getting pissed off or a change in the yeah. offensive philosophy with the starting lineup, like, uh, you know, putting Shangun in or starting yeah. KJ Martin and moving Christian Wood to the five and just seeing if you can outscore teams instead of playing defense. Like let this inspire something, yeah. anything. Yeah. You got to play jazz. At yeah. Time. You know what? I'm, like, are you a WWE? Are you a wrestling fan? Or a, okay, like a boxing fan? Are you a uh, boxing someone, fan? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is yeah, the Rockets yeah, yeah. just got punched in the mouth, and what are you gonna do? 
Are you going to fall down? Or are you going to get back up and are you going to fight? Like, what are you, you've lost 13 games in a row. You're the laughing stock of the league. Where are we going? Like, what are we doing here? That's my question, Jay. And that's what I want every, like, I don't know what the fans want at this point. I don't want to talk Paolo Bonchero, you know? Like, he's played less than five <laughs> college games. Sure. Same thing with Chet Holmgren. Like, I know All I need right. to set Chet, send, send Chet Holmgren to a buffet, like, as soon as possible. Like, eat a, like a cheeseburger, a slice of pizza, anything at this point. But, like, nobody knows anything beyond that. Like, it's all conjecture, and it's all crap, for lack of a better term, Jay. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. We appreciate it, you, Jay. Come back anytime. All right, brother. No doubt. All right. Uh, we got two more speaker requests, and then we will wrap the show up. Let's go to uh, Alex. Alex, you are on the mic with Mike. How are you? What you got? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm here. <laughs> anyway. So, I like how everyone keeps talking about all, like, oh, the Rockets have these draft picks, but doesn't don't they know that they only have a 14% chance of getting that number one pick? It's a flat – yeah, it's a flat odds. So, it doesn't even matter if you are the worst team. You still may not get that number one pick. It's, it's a great point, right? And it's the <laughs> – <laughs> Give me the last team that drafted their superstar and they're in a position to win a title this year. Like who, the best teams in the league right now. I don't even, I'm not even going to ask you about it, right? Let's take a look at it. We can chop it up together. All right, so the NBA standings as of tonight. Washington is in first place. They're 10-3. and three. They drafted Bradley Beal. I'm happy for them. Uh, Brooklyn in second place in the East. Did they draft any of their guys? Uh, the Chicago Bulls, best player. They drafted Zach Levine. Fair. They traded for DeMar DeRozan. They they are as good as they are right now because they acquired NBA talent. True or false? And uh, Alex Caruso, who I hate. DeMar DeRozan. True. Uh, and uh, their other uh, – Nikola Vucevic. No. I mean, I think, I think the Bulls are going to fade off later on. That's fair. Miami Heat, all of their guys outside of uh, outside of BAM – they signed Kyle Lowry. So I give you Bam, but the vast majority of the talent on that roster was acquired. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. Correct? Okay. Correct. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers drafted most of their talent, but they're nowhere right now without Jared Allen, who they acquired via trade, who should have ended up in Houston as a part of the James Harden deal. Moving to the West, right. Golden State. Golden State's a good example. They drafted Steph. So Golden State is a team that has drafted their guys. Uh, Phoenix acquired Chris Paul via trade, signed Jay Crowder. So, Devin Booker is their only draft pick, and I guess eight. Yeah, Dallas in. Mavericks. I give them Luca. Obviously, acquired uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. A lot of the guys on that team were acquired. Same thing with the Clippers. Uh, the Jazz drafted most of their guys. The you get my point though, right? Like you get my point. The sense that it's like I get draft picks, man. Like I get draft picks and they're important they don't mean shit unless you have a coach that can develop the talent no it's important to note that and another point i think so i'm wondering if we're gonna not only move gordon but if we're gonna move wood at the deadline like maybe just start over again because i mean i don't know is this the year considered a rebuild because it doesn't really look like a rebuild it just looks like a Another shit show, in my opinion. 
Well, that's what they are. It's, dude, they're the laughing stock of the league. And that's the thing, man, is like you're at the point now where it really doesn't matter what you do. And, and I say that tongue-in-cheek. When I say it doesn't matter what you do, like you trade Christian Wood, it depends on what you get for him. If you get a really good package, yeah, I mean, everybody on this team should be open to being moved. The one thing that pisses me off about tonight more than anything is John Wall not playing. Like, John Wall could have helped tonight. You know, did they win the game with John Wall? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. But like, seeing John Morant just freaking take them apart, like, it just is upsetting that he's not playing. I don't need to get into, again, the fact that he's not playing, why he's not playing. That doesn't matter. I'm simply saying that you have a guy on your team that could be helping your young guys actually in-game, which is the most important thing. Like, congrats. What is he doing right now? He's helping them learn, you know, what diet to have, like what to do on the road and what not to do. Like, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. You have – No, and another – so one, one part that I, when I was watching the game tonight, I think it was in the third quarter, Christian Wood grabbed the rebound and just decided to take it up the court himself. And with DJ Augustine literally saying, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then Christian Woods like, nope, I'm going to drive to the basket. And then not realizing that Jay Sean Tate was open in the corner and drives the layup, gets the ball hit, and it bounces off his knee out of bounds. I'm just like, okay, Christian Wood, remember, you are a big yeah. man, not a point guard. Right. Well, I, and I think you, you mentioned a name there. Jay, the Rockets need more Jay Sean Tates than they do Christian Woods at this point. Like, Christian Wood has a lot of talent, and I love his talent, and I hope he stays, and I want him to be a part of this team long-term. But my statement being they need more Christian – they need more Jay Sean Tates. They need more soldiers than they need generals at this point. Like, you need guys that can fall in line, do whatever the coach tells you to do, and that's what Jay Sean Tate is in my eyes. Christian Wood, great player, need him on the team. Uh, a lot of good stuff from you, Alex. We got a couple more speaker. Yes. So, Mike, yes. Mike, one question. Yes. Go. One question. So, yes. Let's just say the Rockets decide to move on from Silas. Let's just say. <sighs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Would they consider promoting Jay Sean Tate's coach when he played in Australia? As the interim. Ooh, that's a, good, that's a great question. Great question. I would say no. If you're going to get rid of Silas. Give me a guy that's got s- some pelts on the wall, I guess, is the best way I want to put it. Probably going to be Jeff Hornacek. But I, I would I, – I will quit. If they hire Jeff Hornacek as a head coach, I I don't know if I can continue with the show. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, I just – Hornacek has never done anything as a head coach. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think of a guy that I would look to – I, Lewis Brown. No, I, I, no, absolutely not. I don't know. I don't want to get into to coaching replacements because I, Silas is still the guy to me. Like getting rid of Silas at this point doesn't really do you any good. Like th- you're not going to bring in a guy that that is going to do better in the chat. Mario Welly. I would love Mario Welly. The, the problem is is that he doesn't have yeah. enough. Um, what's it called enough uh, experience as a coach. I'll tell you this, the guy that if they were to move on would be Sam Cassell to me, like Sam Cassell makes all the sense in the world. Um, as far as I know, he's still an yeah. assistant. Yeah. 
because uh, he got passed over for the for yes, Ty Lu. Um, Sam Cassell would be a great hire to me if they were to move on from Silas, which I think would be really unfair to Steven Silas at this point. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Alex, you're the GOAT. Thank you for joining the show, my man. Um, all right. We got two more speakers. Uh, before I get to Ryan to end the show, let's go to Edward. Edward, thank you for joining the show. Uh, what you got for me tonight, brother? And what's um, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, all right, man. Um, so let's talk about these um, KPJ and Green experiment. I truly believe is over. Um, we have to send KPJ to the bench and activate Wall. To be honest. Um, we cannot develop four, five, six, seven, uh, 19 year olds all at the same time. I think it's just a very bad experiment. And man, it's just frustrating, man. I don't know. I, I don't know you guys, but I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, man. And just watching Wall sitting on that bench getting $40 million, he's a good player, man. He's definitely a good he's a very, player. He's a very good player. And he yeah. can you, definitely you help. He he can yeah. definitely help the other kids. And and we are wasting mm-hmm. time. Silas might be a good coach. Might be. I want to give him that, you know, that doubt. But you know what? You know what, Michael? Sure. I mean, we are running thing. And he needs to do something. Um, yeah, I, I think the I think the biggest thing is they they mishandled the wall situation about as badly as you could, because the yep. thing is, like their philosophy doesn't make any sense. Of well, we're only playing house to improve his trade value. Well, then why aren't you doing the same thing with John Wall? It doesn't it doesn't benefit anybody by him sitting on the bench. And I get it. I'm with you. I don't want to continue to beat up Kevin Porter Jr. Because I think we're, we're, we're in agreement, Edward, that he's not a point guard, right? Right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yes. He could be, though. He, he might be a shooting guard. Maybe. Yes. I think the great players in this league adapt. You know, like take, take James Harden, for example. Yeah. When he got here, he wasn't a point guard. When he left here, he was a point guard. It, you can develop into roles as a player. The great players find a way to do it. Jordan, and I'm not comparing Kevin Porter Jr. to Jordan. I'm comparing the ability to Jordan was whatever the team want, needed him to be. He could be a forward. He could be a guard. He could be the point guard. He could play the power forward. It didn't matter. Like the thing is, Kevin Porter Jr. needs time to figure out what he is. Forcing him into a position does nobody any good. I don't disagree with you that they need to activate John Wall to at least play him to show other teams, hey, he can still play. What is it going to do? You can't get any worse than you are right now. Like for the people out there that want to say playing John Wall is going to take away from the development of Kevin Porter Jr. Well, you're one in 13. No you, just, you just lost by 32 points with what could have been a 75-point loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Like, how much worse yeah, can it get? The bottom feeder Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what no, it is. No, I mean, and, 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 yeah, and, and to wrap up, you know, a second idea, and then before I go to back to the room, when there is talent, okay, let, let, let me say this very clear, man, because I see this, oh, go and get these picks and the drafts and all this. When there is talent, and I said it today about Mobley, Mobley is very talented, and we might have missed it, okay? Everybody talks about Green. Yeah. Everybody talks about KPJ. They are 19. They are 20 years old. But they, I'm sorry, man. But for me, they got no talent. They got no space on this league. They need to develop, maybe. But when somebody is talented, you can tell and they can show. And they are not sure. showing it. That, that's, and, and, that's my point on them. And to be fair, I mean, a lot of good stuff. I mean, you're getting roasted a little bit on the Grizzlies being a bottom feeder team. I don't think they're a bottom feeder team. I don't think they're great by any stretch of the imagination. They are the only team that did beat the No, I mean, they are the only team that beat the Warriors. I'll call them mediocre. I think they're they're mediocre to, to good. They're not great. They're not bottom feeder bad. But I get where you're going with that. Like, you're frustrated that the Rockets just got embarrassed by a team like the Grizzlies, for what it for what it counts, embarrassed by forty points yeah. by the Grizzlies. Yeah. So let me put it that way. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Edward, thank you for joining the show, oh, my sorry, brother. Man. Right. Edward, hey, man, show, thanks, buddy. Take care, buddy. Hey, anytime. All right, we're gonna end the show tonight with good friend Ryan. I got a couple minutes before I wrap the show up. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm intrigued by what you have to say. Ryan, hit that unmute button, brother. Ryan going once. Ryan going twice. Ryan, tune back in or request to speak whenever you get the ability to do so. Um, Phenomenal uh, uh, show tonight. Uh, It looks like we do have Ryan here. Ryan, are you there? All right, Ryan's having some technical difficulties. Great show tonight. Um, appreciate everybody coming in. Great stuff. I feel like tonight was productive. Got a lot of our anger and frustration out. And I think we're all pretty much on the same page at this point that Rockets fans right now are looking for uh, a way to vent constructively about the team. And I thought that's what we did tonight. That's what you're looking for from this show. You don't want you know, hosts come on here angry and just yelling and ranting and raving. You want to talk about the current situation in a productive yet fun, energetic manner. And that's what we're going to continue to give you uh, here at the dream takes the dream take. Uh, We'll try Ryan once more uh, before we wrap the show up. Ryan, are you there? Ryan going once, Ryan going twice. If you can, we'll keep you up on stage. If you can figure out a way to get in, go ahead and do so. Uh, and you'll have the last couple minutes of the show. The Rockets this week uh, will be at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, we will be back, I believe, here on Spotify 
uh, green room. Uh, we'll take one more call tonight as you guys continue to call in. Uh, we've got uh, Lewis Brown out in the suburbs of Sugarland calling in. LB, welcome to the show. What you got? Michael, thanks for the, the speaking time here. A um, couple of things. That one gentleman in the beginning basically summed it up where, you know, you keep it real and you make the rest of us feel like, you know, we're not suffering by ourselves. But I'm, I'm going to bring up a point that I'm, I know you're running over here. If you remember about nine years ago, when this franchise was uh, the the faces of the franchises were going to be Jeremy Lin and Omer Osik. I mean, that's how desperate this team was at that point. And, you know, Daryl pulled off that, that trade for Harden and it turned this franchise around. You know, you could talk about draft choices all you want, you could talk about the, the skinny kid from Gonzaga. Any of these guys, you've got to get to a point to where we need another Hail Mary and we need to go out and get somebody's disgruntled guy and we need to try to rebuild this team that way with some of the young talent. But if we're going to count on just tanking and tanking, it's – we're never, we're never, we're never going to get back to where we were. I think Stone or Tillman or someone's got to grow a pair, and they got to do something. This team needs shaking up bad. I mean, they're lost out there. They're deflated. They have zero confidence, and I think it's going to take some type of a trade with a Gordon, with John Wall. Um, House, you can forget. You know, you maybe you're not getting anything for House, but I think this team needs a shakeup, and they need another type of a hardened type of thing. Bring in somebody's disgruntled superstar to get this show back on the road. Well, KPJ, Jonathan makes a good point. KPJ was supposed to be that guy. They acquired him. Now the question is, would you move Wood and whatever for Carl Anthony Towns? Is that a, yeah, I mean, that's the type of deal that you're looking at, which I don't, I'm with, I'm with 115%. I'm just at the point now where I'm just like, like, what are we doing here? You know, it's like, what is your goal? Alex made a good point earlier that tanking and going eight and 74 or going 12 and, you know, whatever, 12 and 70 like you're no longer getting better chances at the number one pick by losing more games. So it's like, you're surrounding yourself with just crap talent. Like for what? Like that's, that's my problem. And you know, who is even, you know, out there? I mean, you know, the days of tanking when it was worth it for LeBron James or, or Tim Duncan or back in the 80s before any of y'all were born, and teams were fighting over Elijah Wan and Sampson and Michael Jordan. There is nobody out there like that right now. As a fan, it's not worth it to lose 70 games to bring in another nice player who's never going to get you there. I mean, you ran over the teams earlier about – Who's a good team that has drafted, you know, Milwaukee, 
Uh, Dallas got lucky with Dantec because Atlanta went for Trey Young. Trey Young. But hold, um, but hold on real quick. But hold on real quick. You named Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't win the title without acquiring Drew Holiday and without signing a guy like Bobby Portis and without signing a guy like Brooke Lopez. Dallas hasn't won a first-round series. Atlanta had a great year last year, only after signing uh, Bogdanovich uh, and signing, uh, who was their other big guy? Gallinari. Gallinari. So it's like you have to draft these guys, but you also have to go out there and spend money. And you and I have talked about this before, but we'll mention it here on the show. Missing out on Jared Allen it's a miss. I know that there are Rockets guys out there that want to say, you know, well, you know, they spent the money this year on, you know, Nawaba and they signed Tice, but you could have had your center for the next 10 to 12 years in Jared Allen. Like Jared Allen was a miss yeah. for this and, team. Well, and that was the goal when you were trying to get rid of Harden, all of these trade scenarios, everybody was, psyched as heck about getting Jared Allen. You know, you put Jared Allen in the middle, all of a sudden you're you're a meet, a middle of the road team, but you're you're not bad like this. And I think that Jared Allen was flipped because I think there was a wink deal about them cutting KPJ and who I like, but you know, Jared Allen for Kevin Porter Jr., I wouldn't do that 100 out of 100 times. Right. I, I think that the front office is looking – the Rockets – Rockets ownership, I should say, and the front office are looking for flexibility with the roster monetary, monetarily, I should say. They didn't want to lock up Jared Allen, in my opinion, five years, $100 million. I would have given Jared Allen five years, $100 million. Why? What are they saving? They wanted flexibility. Flexibility for what? Because, David Nwaba? Well, no, but I'm talking about long-term. Like Tillman, in other words, Tillman did not want to pay major money on a guy that – to put him on a team that wasn't going to contend for a championship. That's what I think he was worried about. Didn't bother the guy from Cleveland. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is But uh, his name – you know, they're, but they're in first place right now, or they're not in first place. They're a, they're a playoff team right now. You look at Jared Allen right now, he's averaging 14 and 11 a game. You're going to tell me we couldn't use a guy that's averaging 14 and 11 a game? No, Jared Allen is, is good, and Cleveland has built that team. You know, they got Sexton, they draft, they've got another guy over there. I can't remember what his name is, who's supposedly Dar- a stud. Darius Garland. Yeah. Um, you know, mobile. Oh, don't forget, don't forget, they've got Ricky Rubio who's lighting it up with 13 and a half points and seven assists a game. <laughs> out of here with that. All right, we got to wrap the show up, Pops. You I got appreciate it, man. you. Uh, all right. Great show tonight. I appreciate everybody joining the show. We are going to finish up now. Um, we will be back Wednesday night. We'll announce where it's going to be. It should be here on Spotify Green Room, I believe, with Jeremy uh, Brenner. Uh, but uh, in summation, after this 136-102 loss by the Rockets to the Memphis Grizzlies to move the Rockets to 1-13, and uh, great show tonight. I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we look forward to the next one. Uh, make sure to follow the Dream Shake, which is the mothership for the Dream Take on Twitter, at DreamShakeSBN. You can follow the Dream Take on Twitter, at the Dream Take. 
You can follow me personally on Twitter at BSWpodcast underscore MB. You can follow my co-pilots, Ray Lucas at Raymond Lucas Jr. and Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Make sure to follow uh, The Dream Shake on Facebook at The Dream Shake. And The Dream Shake's uh, wildly popular uh, website, thedreamshake.com. Once again, this has been Mike Brown on the postgame show here on Spotify Green Room uh, after the Rockets 136-102 loss. Uh, until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!